Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About. I am your incredible host for this time of the day. Oh. My name is... Thank you, thank you. I am Seb and joining me is uh, my my sidekick, Elliot. Why am I the sidekick? Because <laughs> you're incredible. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and we all know he's the best boy. He, he is. Um, for, for those eagle-eyed viewers uh, with a keen sense of hearing... You may have figured out the movie we're talking about today, um, but if, if you haven't, we've, we've of course been watching The Incredibles, um, movie back from 2004, um, when I was but a boy myself. Um, I watched this yesterday, I think you watched it this afternoon. I did, I did, it's all fresh in my mind. This is one of those rare episodes where I watched it before you did. <laughs> this is true actually, yeah. Yeah, well, I texted you yesterday. I was like, oh, we're talking about this tomorrow, aren't we? I was like, I've not seen it yet. <laughs> well, I have, but not in a while. No. But it was nice. Yeah. It was nice. I, I, I watched this I got... at the cinema um, as a kid, and maybe once or twice since then. I feel like it's something that's been on TV. Yeah, I can't remember if I saw it at the cinema, but um, I know I've seen it. I think I had it on DVD, and I got it on Blu-ray as well. So I've seen it at least twice. Oh, before this, I used to have the PlayStation Two video game for it as well. I did wonder if you'd played it. Um, not that I remember much from it, but there was a few scenes that I saw in the movie today. I was like, oh, just like that. Ooh. I did watch the movie in style as well. Um, we're getting into the winter months now, so I had uh, two blankets on me. I had a hot chocolate and a hot water bottle. Um, wow. I know I went all out for this experience. Some might say it was incredible oh it's funny i think i had a hot chocolate as well actually so um i'd recommend for all viewers if you're going to rewatch this grab a hot chocolate um and get into that 60s spy mood um so Mm-mm-mm. this was an all right film wasn't it is that your final rating <laughs> all right <laughs> no um my, my final rating is this might be the best pixar movie ever made Oh, so above Ratatouille, possibly, and above Wally. Yep, insane, insane. Um, so for me, anyone who's listened to uh, multiple episodes of this podcast for whatever reason will know that one thing I'm not a massive fan of in watching films at home is if they're long. Mm. Which is a shame, because I also know a lot of the greatest movies ever made were long. It's true. <laughs> so it's a it's a hard thing. Um, and I woke up this morning and I knew I had to watch The Incredibles. And I saw that it was two hours long. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but this is exactly the reason why I started, or we started the podcast, is so that we we don't get a choice. <laughs> yeah. No matter, we for the greater good we have to watch these movies and it did not feel like two hours at all yeah it was just a a wonderful journey from start to finish and i was just like i was left wanting more i remember the film ended and i was very happy with what i watched i was very sad because i thought this is a perfect film to have a sequel and i was very happy because it did have a sequel and then I was all right, because I can't remember if the sequel was good or not. <laughs> I, I was about to say, was, was it any good? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's our 
our non-spoilery review, isn't it? I think it's very good. Yeah. Um, Don't know if it's the best. Yeah, but... I say I say that because um, obviously, like Wally and Ratatouille have have a certain magic to them that um, is obviously makes them incredible movies. Um, I didn't actually mean to use it then. Um, I'm going to try not to say incredible every single sentence for this episode. But um, for, for this one, from the get-go, cause a similar situation, we started watching it around nine, and we're like, oh, we'll try and get it, we'll watch it tonight because we won't really have much time tomorrow. And then I show my wife, oh, it's only two hours long. She's like, oh, great. <laughs> so, but straight away from the get-go, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And every scene is just, like, amazing. And I think this may be the most complete movie. It's definitely the best Fantastic Four movie. Um, I've only seen two of the others. but I've seen three. Oh, where does this rank? Yeah. <laughs> this is the, um, the best one, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, we're also forgetting, just in case you, you, you didn't remember, that Toy Story is a Pixar movie. Yeah. Okay, you've remembered that. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, I think what I'll probably do by the end of this is we'll, I'll, I'll probably say sort of like where I'm placing it. I'm still mulling it over in my head because I forget it's, still, it's. I've not had a whole night to sleep on it yet. Yeah, that's exactly true. where I I place it. But I think you know this um, intelligent and intellectual conversation we're gonna have <laughs> over the next ten fifteen minutes. It's really gonna yeah. <laughs> help slide it one way or another. <laughs> I think so. Um, just, uh, what we've we've yeah. also got is um, some lists that we've. I was gonna say, but we've compiled. We've had nothing to do with it. No. We've compiled uh, a list of lists, if you will, um, of other people's rankings. So you've got one, and I've got one. Yeah, quite the list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll see what other people think. Yeah, but um, yeah. Are we saying that from now on, though, we're now going into spoiler territory? Yeah, I mean, like, stuff that doesn't give much away. Um, the story is is really cool. Um, we'll talk about the world building when we dive in. Um, the voice acting is, like, spot on um, once again. Um, it's always been one of the Pixar's strong suits. Um, I think the visuals still mostly hold up. There's a few mm. little scenes maybe with eyes or wet hair and things that maybe obviously are better now but other than that everything's pretty much there um so i think it's a really good kind of family film there's things you pick up now you're an adult that you probably didn't realize as a kid um but yeah that's a friend who's not seen it dive in i guess we can talk spoilers now yeah so at the base this is a superhero movie isn't it Mm. now since it was released Nearly 20 years ago now, just to make you feel old, Mr. I went to the cinema to see it. Um, (laughs) We've been treated to many superhero movies since then, including the entirety of the MCU as we know it. Live action, amazing CGI, some amazing storylines. I'll highlight the some bit. But yet, when I watched this movie, I wasn't at all thinking about any of them. Mm. it's not like you know when you go to the cinema now and you watch a superhero movie it's like you're comparing it to all the other ones even if you shouldn't do you know yeah you, you go see uh ant-man 3 and you compare it to endgame <laughs> yeah don't do that <laughs> yeah 
with this, it's just like its own separate entity, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. But like, and that's such a cool thing. Because it's like, even though it's a superhero movie, I think in a way it, it just destroys everything else. You know, Tony Stark who? It, it, exactly. Yeah. It's it's a superhero movie, but it's also like a spy thriller kind of vibey movie. But it's also mm. a family movie. Um, and it does everything right. And this obviously came out in a simpler time. The other superhero stuff we had were like X-Men, we had Spider-Man like a couple of years before. I'm pretty sure the first Fantastic Four movie is a year after this which is quite a funny contrast. And this was just Pixar doing their movies every year, every two years, where it's like, we'll just do whatever. Toys, bugs, monsters, fish, superhero family. We'll just do whatever. Yeah. I had something I was going to say, and it's now gone out of my head. But, oh yeah, that was it. It's like, not only that, is <laughs> watching it as an adult, you notice... So much more, yeah, than when you were a kid. Uh, one of the first things that, like, both me and my wife noticed was even from the get go, the adult themes in it, the fact that someone was in the middle of a suicide, yeah, <laughs> within the first five minutes, and then you know, this could have been released like last week with a whole, and then they got sued, <laughs> yeah, because you know, they saved him, you know, and all these other kind of things. Because I can actually remember exactly why they stopped doing yeah, superhero I, work. But obviously it was because all these the suing started happening. It, it, one started and it all happened. Yeah, it's. I think it's really clever, like, story world that they've made where, like, in the 50s, there are all these kind of superheroes and everyone loved them and all this stuff. And then, yeah, Mr. Incredible saves a man who was attempting to commit suicide and he then sues Mr. Incredible because of that and then there's all these other things where heroes are getting sued for stuff and it's kind of like well that wasn't his fault and there was another thing where it's like that wasn't there but then it just kept piling up where the government was like well, we can't keep doing this so they they make superheroes retire and and then they're just kind of almost like witness protection where they're like being relocated and it reminded me of a few things like uh, kind of Watchmen and all that kind of stuff where there was like the glory days of superheroes and now they're all like retired or all that stuff. And I thought, what a cool world to kind of start with. And you have that contrast where Mr. Incredible is like, he's really strong, in great shape. He's got the hair. He's, he's got the babe. He's got all his spy gadgets and his friends. And he's, and then like it cuts to modern day. And it's like so depressing in that office. It's, it's really cool. Really nice setup. Yeah. And it's interesting as well. Cause like <clears throat> all the characters seem to handle like their powers like so differently but in a realistic sense like you can understand in the family of four you've got the the dad who's just like he's missing the glory days and he just wants to go back to it you know and he feels useless now you know you've got the mum who perhaps even though she is her main focus is just keeping everything together and working with what she's got and keeping positive for the family mm. you've got the teenage daughter who just wishes she was normal and she doesn't understand why she's got these sort of like superpowers and she just wants to be a normal family and stay in one place and have normal friends and all this and then you've got the younger one who's just like you know well why can't i use these powers why can't i go and be in the sports team and use this to my advantage and all this kind of stuff so makes for like a really sort of like interesting collection of individuals but again it's not like we see some of these films 
where it's just a bit like, well, why why are they like that? It doesn't really make sense. Like, even though they're four exact opposites, it makes sense. Yeah, that, that's, it makes that's the whole film. That's, yeah, that's a really good point because they all bounce off each other in that way. And yeah, as you said, it's very realistic. And I also like the kind of symbolism. I don't know. Have you seen that thing where it's like all their powers kind of reflect um, each person in the family? I I seem to recall it now you've mentioned it, but go on. Yeah, so for those who aren't aware, so somebody kind of pointed out that um, when you think of like Mr. Incredible, he's like, he's the dad, he's supposed to protect the family and be strong for everyone. And his superpower is like super strength. And the mum, you know, she's trying to keep everyone together and she's being stretched in all these different directions and uh, trying to do so many things at once. And then her power is like flexibility and being elastic and all that stuff. Violet is the kind of moody teenager who wants to kind of be invisible and what's her power? One of them is invisibility. Um, and then like Dash is like this energetic like little kid. And what's his power? It's like super speed. And it's like, yeah, that's quite a cool uh, kind of symbolism kind of, of doing that. They don't make it too overt. But as you said, it kind of really works out. And they all want different things. And like when... Um, What's Mr. Incredible's first name? I can't remember. Oh, I will um, tell you. Because it's Helen... Is it, not, is it not Mr.? Mi- yeah, it's Mr. Incredible. <laughs> Bob. Bob, that's Bob? the one. Yeah. yeah. Bob Helen. Yeah, because he, um, he obviously is depressed at his job. And he's just, like, cutting the steak. And then, like, as soon as Dash is talking about um, his powers, uh, Bob's interested and he's, like, listening in again. And it's like he, he really wants to see his son doing that as well. And he had that kind of contrast. Um yeah, and what I like about it as well is that, like, yeah, Mr. Incredible's a strong big guy, but he's not, like, an idiot. There's, like, little things he does that, like, you know, a husband would do, which is a bit silly. But he's very competent, which is really good. So they don't just, like, make him an oaf, which I which I liked. They didn't make um, Elastigirl an unreasonable nagging wife either. Like, all of her concerns are completely founded. Um, so, yeah, it was just really good character work. What a, what a surprise. Yeah, and it's, like, it's not just limited to that. Because even though I would argue uh, Mr. Incredible is the main character in this film, and in the second film I would say his uh, Elastigirl is, mm. um, I would say that it's very much kind of like uh, like a lot of like the group TV shows like Friends, where you might have one that's like standing out for that particular episode, so to speak, but for the vast majority, they all bounce off each other. Yeah. And, and like I would say that one doesn't work without the other really. It's it's their relationship mm. that really brings it on the screen. But that's also supported by an amazing support cast as well. Yes. So I mean, Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> appearing as Frozone. I think for a pure reason it's just that the director Brad Bird literally just wanted to have someone with a really cool voice yeah. to come and do it. Well, because it's that thing, it's like, he's just a very cool guy, and what's his superpower? It's ice powers. It's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. (laughs) And his classic lines as well. You've also got probably the, my favourite character in this film, Edna. Edna Mode. Who who I didn't realise was actually voiced by the director. Yeah, that's a cool little Um, thing, isn't it? I think he went to someone else for it and they were like, nah, mate, that's all you. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, he rocked it. Even the villain, if we can call him that, Hmm. of, uh, oh, what's his name? Not Spectrum. It's not Spectrum, is it? Syndrome. 
syndrome. It's interesting. Something like that. It's interesting that you said that though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, a bit on the nose that, that name isn't but, it <laughs> yeah syndrome um and again it was like it's an interesting character yeah favorite did, but, did you want to um, dive into the villain because i think it's all quite interesting how that's kind of lined up go on dive away yeah so we're introduced to buddy as he is he's like uh mr incredible fanboy and I always seem to remember um, it being like, yeah, why was he being so rude to this kid? He just wanted to kind of be his friend. Um, and then, but then thinking, well, it's still unreasonable to become an evil villain. But then there's little things you notice where like Bob says that, oh, you were at the convention. You know, I, I stayed for hours. I signed everything you gave me. Um, and he's clearly being nice to him, but he's also like, come on, you're taking the mick now. And when, when Syndrome's having that flashback to when, Mr. Incredible says, I work alone. In the flashback, it's just Bobby walks away. But when you actually watch the proper scene in the movie, he's got bomb voyage at the time because he's trying to deal with that whilst Buddy's kind of messing up this whole thing. So it's interesting that he's got this kind of distorted view of mm-hmm. what's happened and what other people have done for and to him, uh, which makes him quite an interesting character. And there's little seeds that are sprinkled where like um, Dash says about you, are, uh, you say F1's special, that means no one's special. And then like kind of Syndrome has a similar mm. thing where he says, you know, when F1's super, no one will be. Um, and I think that was quite an interesting motivation. Um, and it's kind, I guess, obviously in retrospect, it's obvious who it is, but I don't know if it would have been the first time watching. No. And again, sort of like linking in with the villain, what he does, and obviously then what happens to him, is another big adult theme, is death. Yeah. Just, you know, I mean, he dies brutally in a comedic way because of a whole thing, you know, like Edna says, you know, don't have capes. No capes. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> no capes is, is what will lead to your, your doom. But like going for like all the people he killed, like it was, to be fair, it was very clever <laughs> what mm. he was doing. Um, But yeah, it was just. That, that scene was quite haunting because like. Shocking he's watching the kind of the video thing and it's like you just imagine these are all your friends that you were with back in the day and they've all just been killed by this guy as i that would be quite hard Mm. to take in and you know he he finds gazer beams kind of skeleton in that cave and it's like oh this is a kids movie um and like when edna's talking about all those soups that got caught out by capes and it's like i'm pretty sure they all died in all those different stories she says about (laughs) And so I must have not noticed as a kid, maybe, or maybe just take it in. Yeah. Because the other thing as well is I found on a, like a different subject, still on like the adult themes, was how much more you perhaps felt for like Elastigirl. Mm. I have to call them by the superhero names because I struggle with normal names. As it is. <laughs> um, it's like the one where, um, you know, her husband's being all secretive and she starts to notice little things. But then like he gets a phone call and he rushes off to it. So she listens to it and it's like a, it's another girl talking mm. and she just gets like, you know, part of a conversation, which is like, you know, oh, can you, when can you be here? It's like, oh, I'll be there tomorrow morning. And then he comes out and he's saying, oh, I've got a work trip and things like that. It's like this heartbreaking scene and she's like pulling out and she just, <laughs> she's like thinking the worst, which again, as like when you watch it as a kid, you're not thinking at all about anything like that. You're maybe thinking, oh, she's confused where he's going. Yeah, but like as an adult, you're you're obviously thinking in other ways as well. It's like, oh, yeah, because maybe you think, oh, she's being. It's like I've not seen Breaking Bad, but I know some people are like, oh, I don't like um, 
Skylar, whatever his wife's name is, because she's always ruining the fun. And it's like, but in reality, she is completely in the right because <laughs> these guys mm. are evil. So it's a similar thing in this where it's like, oh, you know, why is she listening in and why is she being all suspicious? Like, well, anyone would be. She sees the hair on his suit, doesn't she, in the in the closet when she's hoovering. So I think that's when she starts getting suspicious. And then, you know, she assumes the worst and thinks that, I, I guess the implication is that she thinks he's maybe having an affair, which is obviously horrible. Mm. Um, and it's like, oh yeah, well you would think that, right? Probably. Um, and then, I don't know, then she realizes obviously it's superheroing stuff, but yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of flirting in this movie. There really is. <laughs> uh, uh, a lot. Like I'm there, just like, what's going on <laughs> with, with Mirage? I don't remember this. <laughs> Mirage. Um, but yeah, or even just between husband and wife, when they're like, oh yeah, when he when he when he starts going off to do his like secret work, and she hasn't realised yet, and he's all happy, and he's got an extra bit of spring in his step. Yeah, you know, <laughs> oh, she she was barely letting him go to work, wasn't she? Well, <laughs> those scenes, so. I did like that the montage where he's like leaving for work, and she's like just not letting him. <laughs> and it, it was <laughs> it was nice because he's doing his training workout routine, and he's like playing with the kids more. And it's like, oh, this is actually quite nice. It's kind of everything he wanted, really. More time with the family, but also doing the superhero stuff. Um, and it's just a shame that it was obviously a lie. Um, but yeah, and he gets his nice little car. And then he yeah he destroys it at the end. It's like oh no, it's oh it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think it's such a a cool story overall because you've already mentioned you know group of supers, you know they've all got hidden identities, you know the whole suing starts and they they like you said they they go into hiding or or whatnot, mm. and then you get that one guy who becomes a villain and he's not got any powers himself but he he's really good at like all the tech technology side of things so yeah. he can give himself powers and stuff like that. And he's just like picking off the superheroes one by one by mm. hiring them to go back to what they were doing to fight a machine that he's built secretly. And then just using, you know, if he kills them off, great. If he doesn't, he's like, oh, well done, mate. And then he upgrades his uh, bot or whatever to then make it better so he can fight them again to then kill them off to keep upgrading it. Yeah. Also that he can then be the only person who can actually destroy it send it off into the real world, then he can be the superhero. It's quite evil genius, really. And he's, he's preying on the kind of vulnerability because they all want to relive those glory days. That's why they're doing it, which is even more sad than you initially think. And you, you see the panic when Bob's looking for the names and he sees that um, he doesn't know where Elastigirl is, but he knows where Frozone is. And obviously Mr. Incredible was uh, deemed dead. Um, but then, you know, you kind of wonder because at the end, his plan doesn't really work anyway because, like, the robot destroys the remote thing, so or like knocks him off, so he wouldn't have been able to stop it anyway. Uh, but and that that fight is so funny because he's like, it's about to grab him, and then like he presses the thing and it stops. And then like he zaps it once, and the thing comes off, and it's just like it's so yeah. it's so comically bad. But I guess anyone would fall for it. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, overall. I would say this has got great characters all round with great voice acting, really cool soundtrack. Mm. Like you said, like a proper kind of like, you know, classic spy yeah. uh, thriller thing going on. Da, 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 um, da, 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 da. Oh, so good. A great film for kids, but also a lot of like the adults that can get from it. 
mm. as well. I said, and even though it's probably one of the longer Disney Pixar movies, I think it's worth every minute of of screen time. Oh, definitely, because it's got a lot of acts to it, and it's like when um, Helen goes to the island to try and find out what's going on, and then she realizes the kids are there, but then they fire missiles, and it's quite a tense scene because it's like, oh, they're in actual danger here, and then Mirage is like listens and when Helen says there are kids on board, Mirage is clearly conflicted now. Cause he's like, oh, hang on, this isn't right. And Syndrome doesn't care. And then you have to think, well, Mr. Incredible now thinks his family are dead, uh, which is horrible. Mm. And But you see Mirage is like a human because she's like, obviously she's upset that Syndrome didn't seem to care that Bob would have killed her. But he's like, no, no, I knew he wouldn't do it. It's fine. Um, but she clearly did care about these people. And I do like when when they're hugging and then Helen walks in and she's like punches Mirage in the face. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah. Right. So before we go into like the ranking snow thing, was there anything else you wanted to talk about in particular about this movie? Like something specific? Um, there were a few little things. I liked when Bob and Frozen go out bowling in inverted commas, um, when they're actually listening to the police scanner and I, I I think the whole scene's great, but I really love the line where they're talking in the car and he's talking about when he was fighting that bad guy. And, and what does he do? He starts monologuing. He's telling me about how I saw him competent. And it's just so funny because it's like they're talking about it because it's like so funny to them. And then obviously later on in the film, um, Sinem's like, you sly dog, you can't be monologuing. <laughs> and it, it's just a fun trope of all the bad guys doing that, really. Um, which It's uh, funny because that... That one line, I think, like made a list of like top fifty greatest movie lines of all time. Oh, really? Sly Dog. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, go on. It's pretty good. Um, I like the ending when Syndrome's like, "Well, I've lost. So I'm just going to kind of hurt you now. I'm going to grab the baby." And then Jack Jack finally gets his powers and he like makes his life a misery. And then um, there's like, <laughs> and then <laughs> Bob just throws his car at him. So there's this great shot where Syndrome like turns around and you just see this car fly towards him. <laughs> place of his plane oh that was quite funny i like the scene which they copied from um return of the jedi on endor where it's like um they're on the island and you've got uh, what's his name not flash not bolt dash not zoom dash that's the one yeah <laughs> dash and he's running around he's got all the ufos after him and it's literally yes. going through all the trees and they're trying to dodge him and they're doing it i'm like that's literally just the end or yeah that, that's true but... I, I saw a video about this where like dash is a really good example of a speedster character written properly where he's like he's obviously faster than everyone but he is still vulnerable because like when he's punching the guy but then like he can be caught and then he like the guy punches the kid and i always feel like that guy must be like really proud of the fact he punched the kid in the face <laughs> but then he gets blown up straight away. I love the bit where Dash is running away and he kind of he closes his eyes and he's running on water and he has a like little giggle to himself and then just carries on running. It's like such an authentic reaction that a kid would have. So good. Really good. Right. Should we talk about rankings? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Should we do other people's rankings first and then our own? Yeah, alright then. Okay. Okay. Um so do you have your list that you've grabbed from the internet somewhere yeah i've got um well i've got two i've got collider and i've got imdb don't know what you like. okay <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want mate this is your one why, why, don't you, why don't you go imdb 
All right, we'll do that one. So um, somebody had done their own list, um, but then I thought I'd rank it by the IMDb rating. Um, so mm-hmm. I've got the top 10, because I don't want to talk about like 20-odd movies. Um, no. So in, should I just kind of say what, what they are? Go for it. Yeah. So number 10 with eight stars, funnily enough, is The Incredibles, um, which is, you know, obviously the film to talk about. Then number nine is Inside Out. Nice. Eight is Monsters, Inc. Nice. Seven is Ratatouille. Very good. Six is Finding Nemo. Very good. Number five is Toy Story 3. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. Um, Four is Up. Standard. Yeah. Uh, Number three is Toy Story. And let me guess, then it's Toy Story 2, then Wally. No, it's Wally, and then it's something else. Is it? It's not Toy Story 2? Nope. What have we missed? Hang on. Um, we've said Raptory, haven't we? Yep. Oh, is it Coco? It is, yeah. Apparently, that's quite a good one. Who, yeah. who knew? You've not seen it, have you? I haven't, no. I mean, up until the top 10, everything's like seven, seven stars, other than like the good dinosaur, which is in the sixes. Um, but then it's literally like eight stars, 8.1, 8. 8.1, 8.1, 8.2, 8.3, 8.3, 8.3, 8.4, and then 8.4 again. So not much in it, really, in the top 10. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Do you want me to do my one? Go for it. So my one's off my favourite ranking website, which is Ranker. Because basically what it is, is anyone can can vote on the list. Mm. So imagine, let's say you've got a list of, of five films. Um, you'll see, let's say it's in an order. Okay. Mm. So, uh, let's say it's the first five Fast and Furious movies, as an example. Okay. And let's just for ease, just say that it's literally in order of like release. So number one is number one, number two is number two. If let's say um, you think that number three should be in number two's spot, you can vote that it gets raised up. But if you think that number four should be number five's spot, you can vote that number four gets raised down. Okay. So it's that type of thing. So it's very good. And it's all based to... It's all based around how many votes something has. And if you think something's in the right place, you just don't vote for it. So you can vote for things to be raised up or things to be raised down. That's interesting. Um, it is a really cool way of doing it, I think, because it, it, it instead of like compiling lots of different people's like top tens and then kind of working out the average, it's literally just everyone's in control of this list. Yeah. Which is, is really interesting. Cause it doesn't mean necessarily your vote's going to do anything, but if everyone agrees with you, obviously it, it will. Um, and that's it. I'll do the top 10. So number 10 is Inside Out. Okay. Um, number 9 is Toy Story 2. Yep. Number 8 is Coco. Oh. Number 7 is Wally. Okay. Number 6 is Ratatouille. Wow. Number, f- number 5 is The Incredibles. Hmm. Number 4 is Up. Yep. 3, Finding Nemo. Yep. Two is Monsters, Inc. Oh, okay. And number one is Toy Story. Right. That's fair. So, yeah. So I think it's a cool website because it's like tons of stuff on there. So I recommend it, you know. Go on, Ranker. Yeah. You know, as my tagline says, rank it your way. Is that really it? 
Well, it's one of them. There was the other one we had. I think we did it for like Marvel um, or Star Wars, where it was like it would have all twenty films, and it would take two and say which one would you rather watch or which one do you think is better. Mm. So it does like a kind of algorithm, which is quite cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's those ones. Now, when it comes to like our individual kind of like ranking, hmm. I'm just going to do it based off the films that. For me personally, you can do what you want, that we've done on the podcast. Yeah. Because, like we said, there's been so many films which I've loved. It's like Atlantis as an example. That was like probably like one of my top three Disney movies. I've watched it again. I still love it, but it's now dropped down quite a bit. Interesting. Yeah. There have been other movies which I kind of got bored of as a kid, like Toy Story, which are now like number one as an example, or like top three. <laughs> so the ones we've seen as part of the podcast are Toy Story. A Bug's Life, The Incredibles, Cars 1 and 2, Ratatouille, Wally, um, The Good Dinosaur, <laughs> and Lightyear. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about Cars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For me, after our lovely chat, I think it's in the top three for Pixar movies of the ones we've seen of the ones we've seen I still think my favourite favourite Pixar movies are the Monsters ones Mm. but obviously I will say that officially when we've seen them again I'm looking forward to seeing that one because I think my opinion might change as well yeah but I think for me I think the best ones that I've enjoyed so far have been Toy Story the Incredibles, and I'll need to have a think. Maybe Cars or Ratatouille. Okay, Cars was a nice surprise. I seem to remember for probably both mm. of us. Yeah, I don't think The Incredibles is one where, as a movie itself, it's amazing. But I wouldn't rank it, let's say, higher than Toy Story, because I think films like Ratatouille, Toy Story, Cars. They all have like emotional moments in it where yeah. it, just, it really gets you. So they have everything else. They have a good storyline. They have the, the humor. They have the great characters, the great voice acting. Mm. But the one thing that the Incredibles didn't have, it wasn't a single moment where I thought, oh, like my, my heart went or anything like that. It was literally just a great movie to watch, not necessarily to feel. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, because there's, so, yeah. there's like sad moments where like Mr. Incredible thinks his family's dead and you. You, you, I think there's more empathy in that film where you're feeling mm. Bob's frustration and depression. You're feeling Helen's worry and like, you know, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, there's not that moment where it hits you in the feels like, you know, Ratatouille does or where you're really yearning for these robots to get together like in Wally. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but still right up there for me. What about for you? Oh, um, yeah, because I think my top three was something like Ratatouille, Wally, and Toy Story. Um, like, Toy Story was more fun than I thought it would be again. Um, Ratatouille and Wally were just amazing. Um, I think I enjoyed this more than any of them, though. Um, which is, yeah, oh, okay. I, I wasn't expecting it. I thought, yeah, it's probably a good film. And then I was like, 
I thought it would take me a while to get into it, but I was like, from the get-go, I was like, oh, I'm going to put my phone down and like focus on this movie. <laughs> so I think it just did everything so well. Um, and it, it's it's such a stark contrast to compare like The Incredibles to like Lightyear, uh, <laughs> which yeah. is weird, but there we are. Yeah, very good. Right, so you've heard it here. We're surprised. I remember it's been a really good movie, but I enjoyed it a lot more than mm. I thought I would. Um, but yeah, so I think next week we're going to, within this next week, we're going to try and watch Elementals. Is that what we've decided? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to do this as, you know, it's part of a Disney series, but we're going to do this as uh, not in like the fortnightly routine one, as it's like a newer film. We'll do its own special thing. So. I believe, um, you know, Mr. Incredible over here will correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong. We're going to spin the wheel for what we're going to watch or review, I should say, after Elemental. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. All right, so let's spin that wheel and see what we've got. Whilst that's spinning, I'm going to give the audience a bit of a, a bit of trivia on The Incredibles. Um, oh, please do. In order to give Dash a realistic out-of-breath voice, Brad Bird made mm. Spencer Fox run laps around the studio. Oh, perfect timing. That was, <laughs> that was the timing just for like how great your uh, your trivia was. It was like, oh, oh well done, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I saw that bit of trivia. That was very good. We're watching yet another Pixar movie. Oh. So maybe, maybe, maybe we've jumped the gun a little bit too quick on our rankings because we're going to watch Elementals for the next review which is a Pixar movie. And then we're going to watch a sequel. Oh. Toy Story 2. Oh, okay. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So that could be three solid Pixar movies in a row. That's nice. That makes a change. Yeah. That would be good, wouldn't it? Well, I've heard really good things about Elementals. Um, so that would be nice to watch. Yeah. So yeah, and I can't remember actually what Disney movie we did last. Was it Treasure Planet the last one? Uh, I think no. it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, because we took a, a two week break. So I think, but it wasn't recently. But was yeah. it? It was after Lion so, King, right? I think. Yeah. So to be fair, we've actually had some really good. We we've, we've done well. We've got some of the rubbish ones out of the way earlier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we still have like Cars Free, Great. <laughs> and. Um, and uh, turning red, oh. and um, what else do we have? I've not seen either of those. There are a few of the older ones left. Have you not? No. That's good. To be fair, I mean the wheel is slowly thinning out. Okay, still so, loads left. There's <laughs> still still loads left, but who knows? Maybe in a year. <laughs> Maybe we do <laughs> like two a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so no, great stuff. So yeah. That was our review of The um, Incredibles. But tell us, what did you think? Did you think it was really good? Or <laughs> so you thought I was going to say incredible, didn't you? Oh, or was it incredibly bad? You know, they may oh, think that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Or was it incredibly um, mid? <laughs> yeah. That's a very... That's a very um, what's the moment? A bit modern term, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you're very down with the like kids for that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I couldn't think of a word I wanted where like something's just mm. in the middle. There's a word. Mid is average. Good average. Yeah, there we go. 
Yeah, that warm. Was um, yeah, you say above average, don't you? Um, but yeah, yeah, lukewarm. Anyway, um, you know, or was it Frozone? Oh, you know? what does uh, that mean? Uh, <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so that was our thoughts. If you want to tell us your thoughts, as in either public, I'm not asking you, Seb. Um, oh, we would love to hear them. We do. We'd love to hear them. Um, yeah, we do hear them as well. You know, when you're when you're saying them in your head, we can hear them. But we'd like it in a written contract kind of way. So yeah, if you, you could, could write to us, uh, PO box, no, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, but we haven't. Oh, if there was a word we couldn't remember last time. Yes, come off now. Remembered it. Do you want to do the honors? Yeah, I remembered it like an hour after as well. Yeah, so um, we have our Instagram handle at. Um, That's it. At, <laughs> It was bugging me so much. I was like, it's not label. It's not like handbag. It's like something connected to them. Yeah, so our Instagram handle is lta.podcast. You can uh, slide Mm. into our DMs. Um, You can comment on our posts that we sometimes do. And, of course, we have our little polls, which uh, Mr. Incrediboy over here is very good at putting together. Yeah, I mean, I do forget quite a lot. So I'm behind on, like, 100 polls. Um (laughs) But, you know, you can remind me. So I said, send us a message, give us a follow, get involved in the polls, do all that. If you don't have Instagram, you can email us at an email address that we check um, uh, biannually. So <laughs> that often. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's let's talk about 2022 at hotmail.com. Yeah. Um, but we hope you enjoy this episode. Like we said, we're going to attempt for the next episode to be about elementals and the episode after that about Toy Story 2. And then we're coming to the end of the year as well. So we look out for our end of year review and what we're looking forward to in 2024. Yeah. Um, But yeah. But I think there's only one thing left to say. And I'm going to see if we're on the same wavelength. Go on, Seb. Um, Ask me, uh, what am I waiting for? Oh, what are you waiting for? I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. I didn't think that's what you were going to go for. No, I'm guessing you were thinking of something else. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I thought it was got to be, Honey, where is my copy of Toy Story 2? Oh, that's what we're watching in two weeks' time. You see what I did there? That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's quality content right here. <laughs> um, anyway, ciao. Bye.